Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. And here's the queen herself, registered dietitian Heather Klug. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Queen of Hearts podcast. Back with us again today is my coworker, Kirsten Hastings. In the first uh, podcast, she talked about her health coaching tips and the importance of making small changes in our lives. And in part two, we are going to be diving a little bit deeper into really how to put all that information into practice. So welcome again, Kirsten. Hi, Heather. It's great to be back. I'm so excited to be sharing more information about this with all of you. Yeah, great to have you with us. So with all that's going on in the world right now, what thoughts do you have for people who now probably have more time than usual, you know, probably more stress, more anxiety, more anger than usual, but different options for starting or maintaining healthy lifestyles. I mean, it feels like it should be a good time to exercise and eat better, but it seems like many people are not choosing to do so. What suggestions do you have for us to deal with that? Yeah, as I talk to people, I'm hearing that too. And I I think it's just really normal. This is such an unusual time. I think we really have to just be kind to ourselves and realize that this is a challenging time. But at the same time, I think maybe it's more important than ever to make some healthy adjustments. I mean, we're hearing so much about the importance of being strong with our immunity, being healthy, um, as we hear all of that in the news. And I think that might be something that's kind of in the back of our minds that we want to really focus on. So this might be a really good time for us to think about those small changes. Some things are around nutrition. And of course, as a dietitian, you know better than most of us just how very important that is to maintaining a healthy immune system. But uh, other things that mm-hmm. I think about are maybe strategies that can reduce some stress and anxiety. I feel like the importance of good sleep um, and then staying in a very positive mindset. All of those could be powerful things that we can do during this really challenging time. Again, just feeling like we have some control over some things and maybe control over just making these very small changes. That might be just the perfect thing for us to think about right now. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because small things are easier to do than big ones, especially when we're feeling overwhelmed. What are some examples of small things that our listeners can do right now? Um, I think my favorite thing um, when I'm asked this is just taking a really brief walk. If you can get outdoors and maybe get some fresh air, hopefully some sun, uh, these are really great things um, for our health and for our overall mood. It can be a great way to burn some calories. And if you have diabetes or pre-diabetes, if you can take your walking um, trips after meals, that's also going to tend to lower your blood sugars overall. One thing that people um, might not have thought about before is something called meditative walking. Uh, This could be an added bonus for us right now because it helps uh, reduce our anxiety and clear our minds. I have discovered some of this through a couple of apps that you can try out for free if you're interested. Uh, One of them is called Headspace and another one is called Calm. And they just kind of walk you through, no pun intended there, uh, they just kind of walk you through (laughs) the meditation and working on that while walking. 
Now, some of you might be thinking, oh boy, I'm walking, you know, with the children and I'm walking with a couple of pets and, you know, it really doesn't seem like it is conducive to meditation while I'm walking. And I just want to share that um, there was an article that just came out in the Journal of Health Promotion and it talked about the benefits of walking and meditating um, you can meditate before you walk, you could meditate while you walk, or you could meditate when you come back from your walk. All of them are really, really powerful. Oh. Uh, yeah, for reducing anxiety. So something to definitely think about. Hmm, that's really cool. I hadn't heard of meditative walking before. Since I go out, I take my dogs for walks quite a bit. I'd probably have to do it either before or after. I'm not sure I'm as calm when I'm walking my dogs. But <laughs> um, how about... You know, since we live in Wisconsin and we deal with pretty unpredictable weather here, what are some ideas for exercising indoors when the weather is, you know, not the greatest outside? Yeah, yeah, this is a very great day to talk about that. Yesterday was so nice, about 75 degrees, <laughs> and I think today it's about 45. So obviously right. a different scenario there. Well, um, some things you can do in your house, um, maybe just like walking in place, uh, that's going to burn about 260 calories compared to uh, walking on a treadmill. Maybe you used to use a treadmill at the gym or maybe you don't have something like that at home. If you had a treadmill and you walked for an hour, you would burn about 300 calories. Um, but at home, just walking in place, 260. So really not that much of a difference. Mm. Yeah, another thing you could do if you're somebody who likes to watch TV, um, if you would just walk in place only during the commercials, you can still watch your show. Um, so if you walk in place during those commercials for a 30-minute show, it's going to burn about 150 calories, and you will most likely get around 2,000 steps in. And I feel like that's pretty awesome for an activity that you're doing. Yeah, that's while about you're a mile. Yeah, yeah, while you're watching TV. So. Definitely don't let the weather be a barrier. Um, and if you don't have a lot of fancy equipment, that doesn't have to be a barrier either. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned walking during commercials. That's a great idea. Are there any other additional things people can do at home? Sure. Really, it just depends on what kind of things you're thinking about. But I mentioned before, maybe doing one, just one push-up, uh, do one sit-up, um, other kind of toning activity. This is the idea of that very small goal. And remember, um, you're sticking to your goal as long as you do one. But more than likely, uh, as long as you get down on the floor and you're going to do one, you'll probably find that you're going to end up doing more. I mentioned walking to the end of the driveway. And tricking yourself a little. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Tricking yourself a little bit. Oh, I only have to do one, but then you'll maybe end up doing 10 or 15 of them. Yeah. I think the thing is, it's always hardest for us to get started. We always kind of think something is more challenging mm -hmm. than it is. Then once you get into it, you really realize, oh, this isn't so hard. And hmm, I might as well throw a few more in there. So that's really the concept of these mini mini goals and mini habits, you know, other kind of things you can do, just simple things, maybe just adding one glass of water before a meal each day, or just go outside for 10 minutes. Don't even put an activity on it. Just say, I'm just physically going to be outside. And again, see what happens. Um, you may just refresh your mind, or you may end up walking around your yard or, you know, just uh, admiring your flowers and getting some movement in that way. So um, just set a very small goal and just kind of see where it takes you. Yeah, I mean, I can see how 
this applies to changes in eating habits also. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, What kind of changes would you recommend for us as far as healthier eating habits? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the vegetables before. I mean, for people who aren't eating too many vegetables each day, you could think about just adding a vegetable serving to either your lunch or your dinner meal. For snacks, you could eat fruit for a snack in place of a dessert or if it was something sweet um, that you were eating. Um, Another good area is whole grains, right? Uh, Switching to whole grain versions of starchy foods. In fact, back when I was a teenager, um, I did have to make a lot of changes. I did not eat very healthfully. And probably one of the first things I started with, and I didn't really realize I was using this, you know, small change, small changes, tiny steps concept. But first thing I did was I just changed what I ate for breakfast. And I was eating those sugary breakfast cereals, and I just switched to a whole grain cereal. And then eventually that led me to want to eat whole grain bread instead of white bread. And then we'd eat brown rice instead of white rice. So I, I can see where this really does kind of work. A couple other ideas, people could do a meatless meal. One night per week, Um, you could switch to leaner cuts of beef, pork, or chicken, right? I mean, like you said before, you're not necessarily giving anything up. It's just kind of just making a little switch there, tiny little change. It's something you're adding in there. The last thing I can think of is just eating more slowly. You know, a lot of us eat pretty quickly and then, you know, then we don't allow our fullness cues to like really catch up with us. So trying to eat more slowly and take closer to maybe like 15 to 20 minutes to maybe eat a meal. Oh, yeah. So those are some things I can think of. Yeah, Yeah. those are great ideas. Um, Yeah. Now, Kirsten, I'm hearing a lot of people that are saying they're having trouble sticking to healthy habits right now. So let's say they've started to make some of these changes, you know, but they're having a hard time just really making them stick long term. What do you think about how to handle that? You know, I'm hearing that too. And again, I think we just have to realize this is such a strange time. Um, I kind of our whole world is turned upside down right now. And I think we just have to be very aware of that. And And just allow for a little bit of, I I think we just have to be a little understanding of ourselves and just realize this is a challenging time. When I look at some of the uh, information about keeping our healthy habits, I want to just share that actually about 45% of everything we do is truly based on a habit. Talked a lot about the brain. The brain likes to do things um, so it doesn't have to work as hard. So we form habits and we might not even realize how much of our day is actually given to just we do things in a certain routine and that allows our brain to be available mm-hmm. to do other things. So when everything changes like it has now, that can kind of trigger a trickle down effect with all of the habits that we had put in place. So for example, if you used to work out every day on your way home from work, and maybe now you're working from home, that's going to make a change there. And you might not be working out right away because that whole routine has changed. So I think we have to be aware of that. And I think we Mm -hmm. have to also think about all of the anxiety that we're feeling related to this. And what we have to do is try to rely on less stressful times. And when we look back and think about what has worked for us in the past, when maybe we got off track for some reason, um, what did we do then? And kind of think about um, think about those as lapses and understand it's very normal for us to have a lapse when we're doing things. 
Um, we're not perfect people. And um, what worked for us mm-hmm. in the past? Yeah, I try to teach my clients the same things, that lapses are normal and that they're going to happen to everyone. I often find the lapse isn't always the issue, but instead it's the response to the lapse. What strategies do you recommend when someone has a lapse? Yeah, that's that's a really key point that you have identified there. It's the response to the lapse. So um, there are three strategies that I really encourage people to think about. Um, The first one is to get back on track just as quickly as possible after that lapse happens. Um, I really just feel like we have to take the approach that we can only do what we can do. And each day kind of brings a new opportunity for us to rethink and to to get a fresh start and to start over. So don't be too hard on yourself um, and just get kind of back in in the groove the next day or as soon as, as it is possible. Um, So that's my first strategy. And that's really um, the most powerful. Um, The second one is to really think about what happened and what triggered you to stray from the plan that you originally made. So uh, when people do that, they can kind of identify maybe an area that they want to think about um, and to kind of come up with a plan in case that same thing happens again. And here again, I'll bring in um, just some more information. A lot of times, People feel like they have failed and they kind of beat themselves up a little bit because they said, you know, I've been doing so well and maybe I've been doing this every day for a month and now all of a sudden I failed. It should have been a habit. I'm, I'm just not good at this kind of thing. But it really, um, a lot of people think that habits are formed in 21 days. We've kind of heard that thrown around mm-hmm. commonly, but um, they've studied this as well. And it shows uh, sometimes we can form a habit in as short as 18 days but um, as long as 254 days. So um, yeah, I kind of remind people like, don't just don't feel like you failed too quickly. Um, These things do take time and um, just think about what happened and then see what you would do if that same scenario happened in the future. So that's kind of the second strategy. So analyze what happened and then create a plan for the future. The third thing It goes back to something else that we talked about, and it's bringing in a support system. We talked about having a person who's really encouraging or a buddy, uh, somebody who's checking on you. So uh, during uh, times of a lapse, this support person can become really important to help you getting back on track, maybe even asking you, you know, what what caused the lapse and then what, what could we do differently? So again, really using that support system. And one thing I think about uh, right now with us doing all the social distancing, this can be a really important person. It can be a good time for you to connect with family and friends, uh, create those opportunities to encourage each other um, to all stay on track. So that can be a nice way to, to connect with other people about being healthy. And there's, yeah, lots of, lots of ways to do that. You can also share your progress uh, over the, through the distances uh, that we've got right now with social media and things like that. And that can be a really positive thing, helping us kind of get away from some of the, the news and the daily information that we're inundated with. Yeah, those are some great tips for handling slips or lapses, whatever you want to call them. Um, And Kirsten, we're almost out of time. Um, I really want to thank you for sharing your helpful tips as a health coach, as we all try to, you know, do our best to get healthy and to stay healthy. Any last words of wisdom for our listeners? 
Oh, sure. Um, I think with any of the changes that we've talked about today, I think really the most important thing we can do is to support ourselves. I would ask people to be really thoughtful about how they're feeling when they are meeting those daily small goals. Um, Think about how your body feels. Think about how your mood changes. Um, really be thoughtful about that. Take time to acknowledge your progress internally. Um, Some of that self-talk and that success, it really needs to be reinforced. We're going to really be focusing on our own positivity. And the more positive that you're feeling and the more um, really positive strokes you can give yourself, that's going to be a really strong motivator um, for you to continue with those healthy goals. So again, we're talking about really small changes and it's going to take a while for them to add up to make to a big difference. So during the time where you're working on those small changes, it's going to be really important that you congratulate yourselves and continuously um, be your own encourager to keep that forward momentum. I think we mentioned a minute ago, you know, external feedback is super helpful. I don't want to diminish that. Um, but really the mm-hmm. most important thing is going to be how you feel about yourself as you are moving to a healthier you. Oh, that's great. Wonderful. Well, thank you again to Kirsten for speaking with us today. That's it for today, everyone. Thank you for listening. And as we always say, be the ruler of your own heart. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on the Queen of Hearts podcast. Our podcast is recorded here at the Karen Yance Women's Cardiac Awareness Center inside Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. For more heart-healthy tips, info, recipes, and more, visit our website at www.karenyancecenter.org, like us on Facebook at Karen Yance Center, and follow us on Pinterest. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our show and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, ladies, be ruler of your own heart.